0: Purple Daily is Daily Vikings Entertainment. Like us, I want to like us. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And we go. Yes. It's a two episode Wednesday of Purple Daily here. We're going to celebrate. Thirty days out from the start of NFL free agency, on this episode, by giving you, we're gonna we're gonna basically represent Quasi or the general manager of the Vikings, Judd, general manager Judd, general manager Declan Phil, and we're gonna we're each gonna pick a top priority free agent and make a pitch to the Wolves. Here's why we need to spend a boatload of money on this free agent. External free agents. So this is not including like Kirk Cousins and Daniil Hunter. Uh-huh. Uh, Judd, you also said we have a Field Yates mock draft, which I just found on ESPN. One point oh came out today.
1: came out today. Yes, yes. It um, I was a little disappointed, but that's okay.
0: I have not looked He's at it. Yet. I guess I'll just be surprised with the audience. Yeah, his name is Field. I mean, how can you not trust there's something? A football there, guy named Field.
1: There's a growing trend that I think you hit on in a mock draft yesterday. That Field also does uh, a growing quarterback trend of the Vikings. Um, not taking a guy who's right there. And uh, it's if they do this, it's going to be, and I don't think that this, this is going to happen, but it would be very controversial, very okay. controversial. Okay.
0: So stay tuned toward the, uh, toward the back end of this episode. We'll get you the Field Yates mock. Uh, today's episode here presented by our friends at AG1, trusted by top athletes all over the world and me. AG1 is a simple and comprehensive foundational nutrition supplement for whole body health, I discovered AG1 seven years ago now. And uh, it's, it's, you can either, you can scoop, mix with your water in the morning for a boost, or for me, I love sort of the like early afternoon. I tend to get a little maybe tired or start fading sometimes, like mid afternoon. And AG1 uh, is just great supplement for me in the middle of my day. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. If there's one product that I can recommend to elevate your health, it is AG1. Go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. That's drinkag1.com slash purple daily and check it out. Uh, Joe, why don't you go first here? Why don't you make your pitch to the Wilves? Hey, this is an external free agent. He's going to cost some money, but I think he's going to make a huge impact on this team. Ziggy, Mark, Lenny, Lenny. Well, Come on.
1: And, and the kids. The kids now ha- have a role. So there's Jonathan. There's Johnny, other, there's other kids involved here. The Wilfs. The future of the Vikings. And so i got to make a pitch that's going to convince them that this is the one guy that's going to help turn the franchise around. And uh, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take out my pen. I'm going to pick up my notepad, and I'm going to tell the Wilfs, here's what we got to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to provide you a name here. That name is (laughs) Christian Wilkins. Defensive tackle, 28 years old, coming out of his first contract, Miami Dolphins. Now, is he going to be cheap? No. Could the Dolphins franchise him? Yes, but I'm going to assume they're not going to because they have salary cap problems. They're either, if they franchise him, they're going to have to clear a lot of space. And it's going to paralyze them a bit. So I'm going to go with, I I don't think that he gets the franchise tag, which, by the way, if you're curious about that, teams need to declare if they're going to franchise a player by 3 p.m. March 5th. Which is
0: about a a week before the franchise. So
1: plenty of time, plenty of time here. Um, Why am I picking him? Number one, Brian Flores is kind enough to come back. Brian Flores did a great job. I, I still stand with Brian Flores did a fantastic job. And Brian Flores did a fantastic job without what I consider to be a hell of a lot of personnel. He took some chances. Those chances worked. Um, but we certainly did not give him a ton of things to work with. We gave him Daniil Hunter. Pace turned out to be a really nice UDFA, but that was an unknown. My ha. Uh... Maya, Maya uh, uh, her, her. Her. Like, is like... No, no, i Christian Wilkins. No, you don't sign re- that. You know what Maya is? Maya's a Kirk stan. Maya's a Kirk stand. <laughs> a she hates her father. That was a bark for a small right dog. dog. Holy cow.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh. No, she loves the trenches, dude. Loves the trenches. Stella
1: carries a lot of bark, too. Stella carries a lot of bark. No, I've seen small dogs. They're good at barking. Um, But anyway... This was a guy who, when Brian Flores, I believe it was his first year as coach, his first draft with the Dolphins, Christian Wilkins, identified and drafted first round by the Dolphins. The projection on his contract is four years, $81 million, um, and that is a, a $20 million per year salary. So this is expensive, but we're not talking QB expensive here. Like, we're not breaking the bank to the extent of we can't do a damn thing he is, But here's the selling point. So, with Flores there, and with Flores gone up until 2023, Christian Wilkins has always been great against the run in the middle, which the Vikings need. There were some question marks until this past season about his success when it came to the pass. He, in 2023, set career highs in pass rush win rate, oh. pressure rate, oh. sacks...
0: Oh. sacks
1: QB hits, and overall pressures. In other words, whatever the issue was, he has now taken a step there as well. This is about as complete a player as I can give Flores, and to me, two huge selling points. Yes, he's 28, but this is his first contract. So he's played five years. So he has not played, this is not the second contract, this is not eight or nine years in.
0: There's still some tread. There's still some tread. There's still some
1: tread. The second thing is, in Flores's system, he is 1,000% just plug and play. He's just plug and play. He knows the system. Nothing's going to surprise him. He's going to bring a veteran presence. This, to me, is a realistic signing of a guy who I think would come here. I don't think that there would be a thing because I think that he clearly, okay. he and Flores are close. This just makes a ton of sense as far as priority free agents who are going to get paid. Christian Wilkins, Wills.
0: Okay. I like, I like this because – the, the, this is like the the one time in the last maybe 10 or 20 years where we've had a major void with that type of like a, an interior pressure stud player. And Harrison Phillips is a really good player. But I mean, the last 20 years, Kevin Williams, the Vikings have had Linval Joseph. They even Michael Pierce for a couple of years, Dalvin Tomlinson. they've always had like a pro bowl caliber dude in the middle of those trenches. And you already hit on some of the trends and numbers, but Christian Wilkins, according to Pro Football Focus, so uh, his his PFF grade was actually a little bit lower in 2023 than it was the previous two years. Uh, he's been 6th, ninth, and 29th out of 130 qualified defensive tackles in terms of overall grade. So he's been among, you can you can say on average, he's a top 10 interior defensive lineman. And on the pressure side, so he's always been pretty good against the run, as you accounted for, like he's a run stopper he's 6 foot 4 300 some pounds like he takes up space but last year he doubled his pressures from 30 and 33 in the previous 2 years to 61 with double digit sacks so he became just an all-encompassing dominant interior pass rush guy too so i'm in on this i mean it's definitely going to cost you 20 million dollars a year somewhere in that range what was the contract you projected 20
1: per year for Four years, the uh, the term eighty-one million dollars as the okay. as the contract itself. But here's the thing, too, I believe that the addition of Wilkins makes Harrison Phillips a better player. My opinion is Harrison Phillips is a fine player. He's not a star, but he's fine. But what he he was asked to do way too much. Like like he was taken out of a comfort role and said, "Okay, put X, Y, and Z on your plate," and it, it was too much. Christian Wilkins with Harrison Phillips on his shoulder outside shaded. I think now we're talking. Oh, I think now shaded, we're talking. Dude. Just stayed, just shading,
0: shaded.
1: so so I'm not only getting a really really good player at the age of 28. I'm actually also improving another guy who I was probably trying to milk a little too much from. And again, that's not Flores's fault. They didn't have the guy.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, also if you're going to say, hey Flores, Bry, Bry guy. What do you need next year? Can you call him Bry guy? He would Bry. kick
1: your ass from here in the to Owatonna.
0: <laughs> hey guy. So I think he I think if you asked him you know, what would you like to see different defensively, what would you what ingredients would you like to add? I think he would say my plan wasn't to blitz more than any team in the NFL. i he's always been sort of blitz happy and he will apply pressure, but they blitzed that much out of necessity. Mm-hmm. They didn't have, outside of Daniel Hunter, they didn't really have any other just organic pass rushers on the edge or in the middle. So in a perfect world, you'd be able to get more pressure with just sending four guys instead of five and six, and then you'd have more guys in coverage, and your defense would just hold up better, even though it held up very well considering the circumstances last year. So a guy like Christian Wilkins can help stop the run, and he could help provide organic pass rush. Here's a question, though. If you could only bring in... 29-year-old Daniil Hunter on a contract or 28-year-old Christian Wilkins, interior versus edge, which one would you bring? Both Uh, have experience and have thrived in the Florida system.
1: Now, despite the fact that their ages are very close, 28 in Wilkins' case, I believe um, Daniil is 29. I'm going to bring in Wilkins because he's going to stabilize my line a ton. He's going to stabilize that. And I did not look this up, but I'm willing to bet because of the difference in experience, there's a lot more snaps on Hunter than on Wilkins. Yeah, I'll I'll grab that. For you. He's played five years. 20. Daniil's been around since, what, the 2000, was it 15, 16?
0: Yeah, Hunter was a 2015 draft. He did miss that full season, so... If you're looking for total, total snaps played, mm-hmm. Daniil has played 6,100 snaps, Okay, 2,000 more than Christian Wilkins has
1: played. Okay, So wear and tear as well.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a different guys, type of 28, 29 years old.
1: I love guys out of their first contracts. It's the one thing Spielman and I, eye to eye on, baby. <laughs> you guys Eye guys to know, eye man. on. Ricky and I, we thought the same thing, which was those first contracts, that's when you really pay a guy.
0: You guys also see eye to eye and leaving like one extra button unbuttoned uncomfortably for everyone else around you too. just like to show off a little bit, a little bit. Oh, chest. Chester. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. he does. He, I, I think he shaves. His he, chest. he definitely manicures that. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is just judging well by, manicured. you know,
0: I don't know that I've ever seen like a tuft of chest hair coming out of the Rick Spielman. Although shirts. if you
1: did, it'd be impressive. It'd be like, Rick. Cutting it loose. Maybe he's
0: let himself go Disco now that he's Rick. not running.
1: <laughs> it's a doll. Disco
0: Rick Spielman. Chest he should come back with in. a with a mustache and run a front office. Uh, so, okay, Christian Wilkins. Yep. Declan, do you want to go next? Yep, I'll go next here. Uh, Priority I'm go, free agents.
2: Here we go. I'm going to go to the offensive side of the ball. Love it. Let's get a legitimate running back in here. Let's go get Tony Pollard.
1: Wow. This is my First pitch here.
2: Ball. So, uh a to z sports.com has tony pollard's contract projected at 3 years, 22 and million 13 guaranteed. Pretty reasonable. Pretty reasonable contract, in my. Opinion. So this isn't a big money contract. It's a commitment for sure, but not a huge one. And Tony Pollard uh last year kind of became the feature back. He had a significant increase in touches. He had 307 touches for the Cowboys last year as opposed to 232 in 2022, and he was this great gadget guy. But even though some of those yards per target fell off, he still had 1,300 all-purpose yards last year, uh, six touchdowns, 55 grabs as well, so he, could do, he can catch the ball too. But maybe uh, this one, maybe our guy Booney would appreciate this. Tony Pollard last year in pass-blocking snaps, that's right, pass-blocking snaps had a PFF grade of 68.6. Pretty decent for a running back. Alexander Madison, 49.5. So it's a a significant even upgrade in the pass blocking game. Look, Tony Pollard uh, isn't probably going to be the game-changing guy, but I do think he can add an extra element here with Madison and Ty Chandler and create a three-headed monster. Remember, too, when the Vikings drafted Dalvin Cook in 2017, they also signed Latavius Murray to be the two-headed monster, and that worked out really well uh, for the Vikings. So I think you need a running back by committee. I think you add someone who can pass block, who can catch the football too. Let's go get an actual legitimate running back here to increase the running game, which KOC has struggled in as a coordinator and as a head coach. So Tony Pollard, pick
0: up the phone, Wilts, we'll Go get him. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcast or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Tony Pollard, let's go. Okay. So, I know kind of how Judd feels about spending money on running backs, but I I tend to lean toward yes on this. Now, trenches are going to be my first priority. I I think if you have like one bullet to fire in free agency, which they should have more, there's ways they can kind of, they've got enough cap space, but I don't think Tony Pollard would be like the first priority. Uh PFF has a projected contract for him of 3 years, 24 million dollars, so like 8 million dollars a year, yeah. 15 million guaranteed, uh which is it's pretty reasonable. That's actually less than you were paying Adrian Peterson like 10 years ago. So Right. So they wouldn't be like near the top of the running back market there. Um my question about Pollard, he he is only going to be 27 years old in April, so he's not like Close to thirty, there should still be some tread left. But my biggest concern would be with the extra workload. He went from six yards per touch to four and a half yards per touch. So, would would if you just reduced his workload and say, "Hey, you're not going to be like a bell cow featured guy. We're going to go from 300 touches, and we're going to we're going to take you back down to like 180 or 200, and you're going to work with Ty Chandler." A is he cool with that, or is some other team going to come in and say, "We'll make you the featured back"? I think if he's okay going back to like 180 or 200 carries or touches, he probably goes back to five and a half, six yards a touch again Mm -hmm. because of it's just less wear and tear. And he excels on third down throughout his career. So, man, he could could help you unlock some things in pass protection as a pass catcher on third down, that screen game that that Judd's been banging the table for. So call me interested in Tony Pollard.
1: Yeah, and that contract's not bad. I, I actually... I would consider that. Here would be my question, though. I I would have to sit down, if I'm crazy, with Kevin O'Connell. I need to know what his philosophy on using running backs is. Like, are you, like, like, okay, if we go to Pollard and we're going to feature Ty Chandler and Pollard's going to play on third down, which is probably where he fits best. I love that. But I don't think we can forget the fact that I think it was O'Connell who continue to hit his head against the wall on madison right yep so like if you're gonna take declan's tony pollard idea and be like okay i got my guy now he's gonna play a bunch i don't like that so like i i also need need to know kevin what are we doing here with this like are we gonna split these reps up are we going to finally develop ty chandler or i mean or is there something that you don't like about about ty chandler is there something you don't like about young? running backs, which if there is, would be a major problem because that's when you should play them. But um, I love this idea. As far as Phil, what you just explained from a usage standpoint, I don't love it. If you're going to abuse him because you think he is the better choice, just because you trust him more.
0: Yeah, I I get it. I mean, the, the the Madison thing is kind of an elephant in the room too, because he is under contract and it's pretty ironclad. You you don't like save cap space really by getting rid of him. So Madison is going to be on the team. Have they reached the conclusion that, cause they kind of muddied it at the, the explanation at the end was more, Oh, Alex is kind of banged up. And so Ty Chandler came in. I don't think it was ever officially declared that Ty Chandler has passed Alexander Madison on this depth chart. Right. I think you're right. So they'd have to acknowledge that and go a step further and bring in someone that would just like cover both those guys as the number one dude on the depth chart. It's obvious to us. I don't know why it, it's one of the rare times where just idiots sitting on their couches like us can say in training camp, boy, I don't know why they're doing this. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That guy looks like a better player. Usually smart people and organizations have more inside information, but it like that was obvious from the jump in August, what they should have been doing in week one. But, and
1: that's my question, though. Like, was there something about Chandler personally, as far as a player goes, that O'Connell does not like? Is, is he just going to defer to the veteran? Like, I I need to know what his philosophy on the use of the position is, because clearly, yeah. I clearly we don't know something. Yeah. Because uh, to your point, Phil, he's not a moron. Like he's not, he's not playing Chandler or he's not not playing Chandler because of like, oh, I just didn't, didn't really watch those carries too much on film. There's, yeah. something, there's something we don't know that I would need to know because if you're going to bring Pollard in here and make him your bell cow, I don't think that's the best use of Pollard.
0: Just a couple stats here and then I'll give you my priority free agent. So Ty Chandler compared to Alexander Madison, four and a half yards of carry to 3.9. So check Ty Chandler. Yards after contact per attempt. Ty Chandler, not by a lot, but Ty Chandler, more yards after contact per attempt. In the passing game, yards per route run. Ty Chandler, double the yards per route run compared to Alexander Madison. 1.3 versus a .69. Uh, And even like the PFF grades, there's really nothing that would point to Alexander Madison being better than, than Ty Chandler. I think there's a chance Ty Chandler is better than this version of Tony Pollard, but we just Could haven't be. seen enough mm-hmm. over the course of a full season. So, um, okay, here's mine. As I sit down, pull up my presentation for the Wolves, the whole family, all generations pen, of Wolves. I know, and technically they should just trust me because I'm the GM. There's right. a budget; it's called the salary cap. I shouldn't have to like go to them, but it, they Perfect. seem like micromanagers a little bit. Like they're gonna want final say. Want to know what's going right? on? It's fine. Call them fans, micromanagers, whatever. But I am going to them and saying, boys, listen, and it's not my fault because I just took over a couple years ago, okay? So blame Rick Spielman mostly for this. But over the past 10 years, the Minnesota Vikings have had 18 different starting guards. 18 different starting guards, including three last year. Well, they might have had another one, too. Did Blake Brandle start at guard? I'm just going with, like, the obvious ones. There right. might actually be, like, 22 or 23 when you account for... I think you did, but I got you. Like, did Chris Reed start a game? Like, I'm going 18, like, planned starters. There might be more when you count spot starters. Ed Ingram, Dalton Reisner, Ezra Cleveland, Oli Udo, Dakota Dozier, Pat Elfline, Drew Samia, Josh Klein, oh. Mike Remmers, Tommy Compton, Joe Berger, Nick Easton, Jeremiah Searles, friend of the show, Alex Boone. Friend of the show, Tom Brandon Compton Fusco, was, also a friend of the show. Tom back Compton in was Kirk's friend from Washington, right? Then they yeah, played. They were buddies.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> it was another cousin's inside job.
0: Michael Harris, Charlie Johnson, Vladimir Dukas, and I'm probably missing. Oh, Vlad Dukas, a handful. Teddy's
1: the one who said, "This isn't my team. This is Vlad Dukas's team." You remember that great quote? And yes. I, I
2: didn't know we're doing random Viking of the week a day early here. I mean, at this point, this is do not do Vlad Dukas. Yeah. I don't remember. Do it. Do it. Whose turn is it? Is it mine? Uh, not mine. Yeah, it's your turn, Phil, because you it's lost my by default in, in, on a Marcus hilarious... Uh, it
0: might be Vlad Dukas. That's right. Roger Craig. Roger I'm studying Craig. my Roger
2: offensive Craig. lineman tonight.
0: My point is it ends right now. We need credibility on the interior part of our offensive line. Okay? Ziggy, Mark, Lenny, kids. Kevin Dotson is my priority free agent, and I know that Defensive tackle is a huge priority, and you could even say like another veteran cornerback. There's all these things, and you, in a perfect world, you wouldn't be overpaying for positions like guards. But I'm also not I'm not going to draft a guard with the 11th overall pick. So we can just keep doing this thing where we try to find like the guys off the scrap heap, the Dalton Reisners who are still available six months after free agency begins, or we can go out and just spend 17 million dollars. On the second best guard in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus last year. So, Kevin Dotson is six foot four, 320 pounds. He can play left guard or right guard. He played when he was with Pittsburgh for the first three years, he played uh, left guard. And then the Rams traded for him, and he jumps over to the right guard spot and has a career season across the board. Mm-hmm. So, here's what PFF says about Dotson he was traded from the Steelers to the Rams last offseason and what first appeared like an odd fit should have instead been a signal that Coach Sean McVay was reinventing his offense to much success in 2023. McVay pivoted from a wide zone rushing attack to a heavy gap scheme. And Dotson has been a picture-perfect fit for the revamping of the Rams run game. He's always been a strong pass protector, which carried over as well in 2023. The Rams, by revamping their run game, with Kevin Dotson being a huge part of this, went from 28th in rush yards per game in 2022 to 11th in rush yards per game last year. Yards per carry jumped up by a half yard per game up to like four and a half yards per carry. And here's one more nugget for you guys. Ed Ingram allowed 42 pressures last year. Which is actually an improvement from the 63 that he allowed in his rookie season. So 42 pressures last year, 63 pressures the year before. Over 100 pressures allowed in two years, okay? Mm. Kevin Dotson has only allowed 51 pressures in his four-year career in the National Football League. So I am am bringing in a veteran stud starting guard. So now I can have all-pro caliber left tackle, all-pro caliber right tackle, all pro caliber, either left or right guard, depending on where you want to put him. Let's improve the running game. Let's help whether it's Kirk cousins coming back or whether it's a rookie quarterback. Let's solidify the offensive trenches once and for all.
1: Brings a tear to my eye to, to remember the days of Steve Hutchinson and just mauling guys inside. I know. And he probably, he probably improves Bradbury by playing by him as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I've told you before. I, I I do like this. I'm tempted. Guard is just a position that the Vikings, I think, mistakenly assume. Oh, we'll we'll find that one. We'll find that one. And then when your center's not a Pro Bowl type of player, now all of a sudden your entire interior is not great. And like when you have to, when you switch out Ezra Cleveland for Reisner, you know, you basically are saying the guy that plays left guard, who who we actually thought was good, is not as you know. So yeah, I, I do love I guess here's what I really love. And this probably bores fans who like offense and I and skill positions, and I totally get it, but I really love the trenches. I really love and I really love the interior of the trenches. Football. Like when you got a center that just mauls guys and is just spitting, just spitting anger and footballs or a guard or a defensive tackle. God, that's sexy to me. Wow, <laughs> that's a sexy football game. to Valentine's me. Day.
0: <laughs> football turns you on. Oh, but that's, that's a us.
1: oh, just uh when you got guys in the middle. that you think about that, man. Don, you think about Don, the great hey,
0: ones. Happy Valentine's Day, Don. Guess what we're doing? Watch we're it, going it. on NFL YouTube and we're watching old school trenches oh, no. videos tonight. No. Yeah, we're gonna
1: watch some Dim-a-lite Mick Tingle. We're, <laughs> we're gonna watch some Mick Tingle. We're gonna watch some Jerry Ball on the other side of the ball. Grady Jackson, Gilbert uh, yeah. Brown, Ted uh,
0: Washington. Yes. It's Mike time for the Webster. trenches. Oh, God. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm very excited. So so those are our priority free agents here on oh, but, Purple Daily. Drop us a note in the comment section on the YouTube channel. What are your priority free agents? What would you look to for external guys? Who is the number one person that you would tamper with at the combine? Go, you know, pour a little, uh. Little uh, whiskey in the agent's glass and say, Hey, off the record, what are we thinking for Christian? What are we thinking for Kevin? Yeah, we can't uh-huh.
1: be talking right now.
0: Yeah. But we are. Uh, before we wrap this episode, boys,
1: I want a mock! mock.
0: Field Yates wanna... has a 1.0 mock at ESPN.com. Now, I heard him on like SportsCenter this morning, or maybe it was GetUp, and he was saying they don't allow us at ESPN, our editors, to do trades in our 1.0 mocks. He said he would look to make a trade in a couple different spots, but my editors would not let me go that far in my 1.0. So blame the editors is what he's saying. Okay.
1: What?
2: What's going on? Well, there, there has to be structure in 1.0. You know, he gives 1.0 and then 2.0. It just—I think that's—I think actually that's a respectable structure in terms of you building we'll, out your mock draft. We'll, just we'll start, start here and then we'll and we'll, we'll ramp go it up from as we there. Go. Yeah.
1: Well, we're not okay. smart enough. They dumb it down for us. I can handle trades in in. It's not dumbing it down. It's
0: it's delayed gratification. Yeah, man, is what it is. They give you a little. Oh, you appetizer. make different
1: trades in two 0. Things change. Free free agency will change everything.
0: It sounded like Field wanted to unleash some trades, well, but you instead, know what? I
1: appreciate you, Field. Thank you.
0: So here's what he has: Caleb Williams to the Bears, Jaden Daniels to the Commanders. Interesting, and then Drake May falling to the Patriots, Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Cardinals, Joe Alt offensive tackle Notre Dame to the Chargers. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver LSU to the Giants. Roma Dunze, wide receiver Washington to the Titans. Dallas Turner, edge rusher Alabama to the Falcons. Laatu Latu, edge rusher UCLA to the Bears. Olu Fushanu, offensive tackle Penn State to the Jets. And that puts the Vikings on the clock with the 11th overall pick. Where according to FieldYates at ESPN.com, they select... Out of Florida State University, edge rusher, Jared Verse.
1: I want a mock! Mock! I want!
0: And then J.J. McCarthy gets sniped 12th by the Denver Broncos.
1: This is the, I believe, didn't you do a mock draft yesterday that had the exact same type of thing with McCarthy going next to to the Broncos?
0: Super interesting. Yeah, here's the write-up real quick. Uh, Retaining Daniil Hunter, soon to be a free agent, would change the outlook on this pick. But losing Hunter, Wanham, and or Davenport to the open market. Davenport. Talking about this guy. Would leave Minnesota razor thin at pass rusher. Verse is long, has great inline power, and shows a growing set of pass rush moves to get home. After surprising many and returning to Florida State for last season, he helped catalyze what was on the short list for the best defense in college football. Nine sacks.
1: Catalyze. Great word. I
0: don't know, man. If J.J. McCarthy is floating in this range,
1: well, and if, I if know, our friend Thor is right, and, and, of course, we'll talk to him tomorrow on Thor's Day, um, if he's right about this, one, McCarthy won't be around by the time the Vikings pick if they stand Pat, and two, if Thor is right, the Falcons ain't going to pass on McCarthy if he's that good.
0: I mean, hell, like based, based Falcons, on how fast McCarthy's flying up the board, maybe the Cardinals can't pass on him at four. That's right. Maybe it's four quarterbacks yeah, for spark
1: backs. I think it's um <laughs> I think that's the that's the one that surprised me, and I think that would cause a lot of fun controversy. Yeah. If the Vikings were to have an opportunity to take him and pass, which would mean they really don't like him.
0: Yep, it'll all play out. It'll all play out. I
1: wanna mock. mock! All
0: right. We've got we've got a season finale uh-huh. accountability session on write that down. All sorts of things coming off the board on both versions of Write That Down, Purple Daily and the OG version on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. And then we'll make our season premiere predictions for the 2024-25 season. So don't miss those. Purple Daily, we just want the Vikings to win a dang Super Bowl before we die. Just one.